can't even deny we ain't even Essay narrate, it's good business Yet at the same time, it's all poop Ignore the fact of the central plan And regulation of overspending the money Britain and yet you dumb bitches Eating right off these bleaches Pulling trashes down, sucking dicks and believing The bullshit fed against ya The media lies, the government spreads The benefits are mute, the market is pressed The jobs are gone and the fee on the shit Increased deficits Yet the spending's in funding Meanwhile, your check to check But it's okay The politician will fix it Fucking idiots You deserve this shit While I divorce from society And escape real quick Work on the inside on what's restricted Countering with economics embracing The real market ignoring politics And realizing society is fucked So I forget Choose whom I associate with Conducting business on a voluntary basis And living happily tucked away from all this shit I'll choose the life of an actress Today, folks, we're going to talk about the nomadic lifestyle And the possibility of utilizing dual citizenship In order to capitalize on your financial situation in life your business, and to practice your negative rights without anybody messing with you, yeah. like the United States Treasury Department and the 80,000 IRS agents. Yeah, and the excess that they're going to be coming out with in a couple of years, I'm sure, just like they always do. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. It takes years. It takes yeah. a few years. Yeah. Crack that whip, IRS. It's theirs, just like the sign says. Well, first they got to get the 80,000 IRS agents of liberal, woke, feminazi women. Mm. With social well, that shouldn't degrees. be too difficult. I mean, they all went to public schools. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. I went, I went to private school six years out of my life. It sucks, too. Yeah. Hey, school sucks. But mm -hmm. you know what doesn't suck is about practicing your negative rights. And the basis on this episode is recently there was an episode that came out, or a video came out from Nomad Capitalist talking about, uh, his name's Andrew Henderson, and he was talking about how it's the end of an era, and he was talking about how he started off just leaving the United States, living in hotel rooms and doing businesses, learning the, and understanding the laws of different countries. And he spent a better 10 plus years now building up mm -hmm. a, a, a private company, allowing people mm -hmm. working with, with small firms, big firms, anyone, anyone and everyone that wanted mm -hmm. to, to, this is legally, legally exit the United States by acquiring the second, third, to, passports mm -hmm. and this is a this is a man that uh what is he he's 37 or 38 now 10 years yeah. he's been able to accumulate his wealth and be successful by escaping the the treachery of uh the treacherous waters of of the american tax code by going elsewhere and building a business that is completely successful to the point where it not only is it 
a client base like a no, nomadic nomadic capitalist is a client base like website i think where you can yeah. go there and be and gain access to like financial help and and ways of maneuvering through the financial waters of the international world for the most part to create a create your business and sustain your business but then at the same time he's able to branch out and give us free content videos on a youtube channel because of that avenue and you don't necessarily have to utilize his basis now obviously it's a business you want to try to market your business but just think that like he's been successful in building something to the to building a business to the point where he can create a platform in which now he is on the social media network not networking sites that play off of that and it yeah. builds a culture it builds a society to a certain yeah. yeah to a certain extent which is what we talked about on the last episode yeah um think about this way say that you're not comfortable where you're at and you want to practice a certain business that's deemed illegal or immoral or whatever but mm -hmm. the the government like we was, we was talking with the robert corners video a couple of videos ago mm -hmm. instead of trying to fight regulation to make it so that you can do what you wanted to do you would just simply go to a different a different country where that that sort of practice wasn't considered taboo mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. yeah you can uh you can branch out to where a you can branch out and go to a country where you can easily build your self as well as your business without having to pay excess and premium fees just to yeah. be able to start up you can go to a place like malta where uh, and and gain some sort of fast track citizenship realm i i believe it's malta malta i think has an 18 month uh citizenship process it's very quick and then you can establish your business there and not even not even actually live there you establish yourself as a citizen and then you can escape the tax rate from from being a taxable resident by just moving your business in there and using your citizen on that citizenship on that realm you can go to a place like Liechtenstein, which does the same thing you can move yeah. in set up your business apply for citizenship and then you can go elsewhere and apply for another citizenship for residency or or residency. You don't even have to be a citizen else, somewhere else. You could apply for res residency elsewhere and your and citizenship for your business in in another country and build your your whole platform and your whole market there without being taxed to death on both your business and your personal financial gains because you float. You are nomadic. Yeah. You are utilizing liquid. the system for what they give us. It, yeah, exactly. You're like liquid. And like, uh, you can kind of see this in practice. Like the Joe Rogan experience, he moved from New York, uh, from California to Texas. Right? It's similar mm -hmm. culture, but it's it's not exactly where he's emotionally was attached to. 
you know, he had all that history in California, but it, he yeah. had better opportunities to go to Texas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you can you can even sh- showcase that on just the realm of, and I know it was partially because he was kicked off the YouTube platform for the most part. He was canceled, but you can use that that element within just the business movement of Swift of going from one platform like YouTube to as your major uh, placement of content to uh, another platform like Spotify and you're still going. So not only can you utilize the element that he went from, he moved from California to Texas, but you can also say, well, he also maneuvered the waters of the, of the platforming industry of the social network uh, sites and, and switch from YouTube to the, the the growing podcast app or audio app Spotify and he's still going bigger he's probably just as big now more than ever uh, because of the the culture or the contaminated culture of the, of the day that has expanded his base and uh, he's probably honestly more bigger than he ever was being in Texas and on Spotify than yeah. still being in California starting his satellite radio and, and jumping on and using the YouTube platform to expand that, that platform. Yeah. And, and you make a, you make a good point. Um, people get comfortable with the government that they have and the government mm-hmm. that, they, uh, that, that operates gets comfortable with the tax base and it, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to worry mm-hmm. about losing revenue. There comes a point where the balance shifts where there's too much government obviously and there's mm-hmm. not enough you know return on the investment from the citizens so naturally they are going to go somewhere else they're going to go mm-hmm. to a place that's less socially polluted because mm-hmm. at least less legally polluted because there's a lot less regulations mm-hmm. and it's, not it's only like, it's it's forcing yeah. it's forcing the, the 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 government to modernize or capitulate and mm-hmm. and completely just dissolve or at least that's, that's, cut off, uh, uh, burn off a, a bunch of its unnecessary uh, resources. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what we want. That's what we advocate. We don't advocate for going directly with, uh, go directly against the monopoly of legitimized violence. The government is a market in itself and the government uh, works within the free market because the, the market is free. The market, yeah. the world is one big, large market. The government is a monopoly. And we don't advocate for going head to head with that government, because if you go head to head, you're going to lose. What do you yeah. do if you can't go head to head? Well, you find other avenues in which you force the capitulation of that monopoly to go within the market because they're losing a revenue stream. They're losing yeah. a consumer base. They're losing producers. It, I mean, think of it this way. It's the United States federal government and through the regulations, mostly because they've allowed for large corporate conglomerates to consolidate their power within the market of their prospective industries and help write the regulation. But then those regulations backfire because then it's then then, uh, you see these large corporations like within the auto industry, Ford, Chevy, whatever moving to places like Mexico or going over to China or, or even going to Europe in order yeah. to conduct the open, go into their outsourcing for cheaper labor 
and an easier out an easier access to gain the resources for the production of their uh, of their their market of yeah. what they are producing of what they are manufacturing whether that be auto parts or cars or or apple with the iphone who is in china they yeah. make their iphone your iphone your ipad the ipad that i'm using right now it was made most likely by a bunch of chinese workers well that is because the regulation of the united states federal government in cohoots with corporations like apple for the most part i mean they kind of fuck themselves in the united states but it it opened up an avenue for corporations to have to outsource and shift because of overregulation and minimum wage laws and strenuous labor laws that pretty much entitles the american populace and grows the welfare state and because of that you have to have higher premiums in order to supply the welfare state and nobody wants to and, and and it creates a workforce where they don't want to work unless they are given the an overvalue of what they're actually doing i'm sorry but even if you're manufacturing auto parts on the assembly line up in detroit you are not worth uh oh say what were they making probably in the equivalent of today on the low end twenty thousand dollars a year for uh, for an assembly worker at a Ford plant back in like the seventies, so you want yeah that's your value and that's fine. And then back in those days, twenty thousand dollars was livable. Yeah, uh, but you're not worth fifty or sixty thousand dollars putting together a brake pad. I'm sorry. I mean, we can go over to China and they can and you have workers that will make it for a quarter a day. Yeah. So where where is the value? Value is subjective. And the fact of the matter is, is your labor has no value if you think you're entitled to more when you are getting exactly what you deserve and what you work for. It's just yeah. like with Starbucks. There's this whole issue with uh, with the unionization of Starbucks employees because they want more benefits and they want more pay and be, be, you know, wine, wine, wine. It's like, dude, you're not worth twenty five dollars an hour. You're a cashier at a fucking Starbucks. Starbucks, at that rate, guess what's going to happen? They're going to automate. That's another, that's another means of nomadic capitalism. They are going to navigate the waters of switching from one era, area of the industry to another. So, okay, you want $25 an hour and all this benefits and this and that yeah, for, uh, for taking and pressing a button on a cash register and then taking a cup and putting it into a into a, a a machine, a coffee maker that makes it for you. Well, okay, you're fired. It's all automated. Self-service machines for people that want to pay. Yeah. Think about it this way, you know, with inflation and everything, prices increase. And mm -hmm. eventually, like I said before, the balance it shifts. So, and if you have a blood clot, say that that's the pressure from the market and it breaks mm -hmm. loose, you have a heart attack or a stroke because of the blood clot. It's the same principle mm -hmm. with, with the government. There, there's a, there comes a point where it's too much and there has to be some, some kind of correction. Mm -hmm. And that's in, uh, that's, that's how you 
you correct you you balance it out by navigating yeah. the the muddy waters the slippery slope of the real market in order to find a better outcome so that yeah. you can actually make a better so you can be more creative and more innovative within that market for everybody for the consumer yeah. and the government just gets in gets in the way and so that is why it's it's better for individuals for businesses to look for other ways to escape that i mean yeah. one argument right now uh for those on the left is corporate greed billionaires not paying their fair share right right and we gotta we gotta tax we gotta tax them well we gotta tax the shit out of them well they're already taxed enough because if you look into the tax code and you actually understand the the economics around or lack thereof within taxation, the more you make, the more you're gonna you're you're gonna pay in, in taxation. And it's not it's it's not anybody's it, anybody else's fault but the government through their regulation and through their loopholes that see billionaires, multimillionaires, billionaires, and multi-billionaires and their companies being able to move around. And because they have the means to escape those taxes, that is intelligent. That is, I mean, that is being innovative in itself to not be forced to pay an extortion fee. But it is, it's extortion, taxes, extortion. But if they were to stay and, and just pay all this, ex this excessive tax based on how much they're making, then they're going to what profit are they going to be able to sustain what capital are they going to have as investors into anything in, in order to economize a society utilizing human action um to better society yeah. they'd have nothing they'd be taxed they'd be taxed to the point to where they're no longer going to be able to invest so they have to use the means that they have to move to move out and hide their money elsewhere, hide it in accounts in the in the Cayman Islands, hide it in the, in accounts in Swiss banks, hide it in, in accounts in Irish banks, higher, uh, uh, Maltese banks, Liechtensteinian banks, etc. I mean, move your money around and, and place them in, into into firms, shell companies as you will in in a in shithole countries like Mexico or Co Costa Rica. These are these that's are where you have your most negative rights. Is in Costa Rica. It is. Yeah. And so, see, the problem is the system petrifies because people know each other and they can mm -hmm. trust each other and they're trusted actors, they're co-equal actors. Mm -hmm. And so it centralizes with the bank and the government and you know cooperating companies. You look at this like if you look back at Yahoo, they they tried to you know protect people's negative rights by from the government because the government wanted their records, and they said no, but the the government got its way because that's what it it can do. It, it can shut you down. Yeah. And eventually, you know, there's a quote by Robert Hicks, and it says, "Don't choose the lesser two evils; choose the exit." Mm -hmm. If you if if you're in the, if you're in the tug of war with trying to protect your rights because the government says it has to protect other people from from you because 
the potential for a threat that it doesn't even isn't even real. That it, even if it if, if the threat did pan out, ninety nine percent of the time it's not really gonna it, it's not really gonna pot, uh, negative. It's not gonna affect you. You mm-hmm. have a better chance of being killed by the by a police officer than by whatever threat that the media narrative is trying to spin to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and if you, it, this is kind of the the inverse of Atlas Shrugged. It's where in Atlas Shrugged, she was uh, Ayn Rand was writing about how they wanted to write uh, how they wanted to build their own system, their their own train system and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and everybody was consolidating and trying to narrow the the uh the options of the company this is this is totally different than than objectivism so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now how do you, how, how do we navigate through that how do we gain more options for individuals and less for a large scale monopoly whether it be a a company owned lot or the government yeah. considering it is a company it is a corporation yeah well um like i said i uh, nomad capitalists they're goody two shoots of the uh, of the offshore business and you know, whatever you want to call it the trying to mm-hmm. go where you're legally treated best mm-hmm. it's just transmigrating it's that's escaping to to another uh, location without actually fixing the problem. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, only, it's like you're the, only buying time with with what mm-hmm. you're doing. Yeah, it's it's Does like that, the it's, it's like it, it it's like the anarchists moving to Anarcopoco, Acapulco, yeah. Mexico. You're only yeah. buying time because inevitably I mean you're you're creating your own little anarchist society, but in reality you're just centralizing yourself when you're creating your own little niche in your own little escape world and which yeah. you're gonna have, and, and and you're gonna corrupt yourself into the centralization of your of your own realm tribe yeah so mm-hmm. so you're yeah you you create this tribe and and it seems like it's going well and then all of a sudden the social pollution that you allow in ends up corrupting everything from the bottom to the top and the next thing you know you mm-hmm. have jackasses just running See, around that's why <laughs> you need to you need to strain people into different camps mm-hmm. if you want to if you want to center social pollution you can't censor it you you can only separate it so we're we're going into hopping in mode <laughs> welcome to Alcapistan. <laughs> Because that's that's the only. I mean, the thing about Hans Hermann Hoppe is like his strategy is the only thing that seemingly would work because people are too different and people are in a people want to be in a collective of their own personalities, their yeah. own intrinsic uh, idea of value, their own culture. And their own identity. It's their own identity, exactly. And then inevitably, they just want a king. So yeah. eventually, even in those societies, you're going to have that that one or multiple. You could still have, yeah, but you're going to have that leadership. So yeah, I mean, and it's just so why not? 
navigate through that, separate oneself, and create our own separate societies around the world and gravitate towards a less polluted, less muddy Mississippi so we can just live and be left alone. And if we have to, if, if, uh, if one community has to have a leader, then so be it. There's nothing wrong with leadership. There's only, there's only something wrong with rulers. Nobody can be ruled. No human being has the, has the capacity to rule another human being, but leadership on the other hand, there is, there is a quality to that because there are people that have more knowledge. There are people that are more intelligent. There are people that are more strong. And uh, those are the people that the weak minded and the weaker tend to turn to follow. Just think of how, how was Adolf Hitler as the Nazis rose to power? How was Adolf Hitler able to create this cult of personality that gravitated towards um, the entirety of Germany and then eventually the whole of Europe for the most part into, into permitting him to be their, their fear. Or let's take, uh, let's take Donald Trump, for example. How does his cult of his Trumpian cult, how, why is it so excessively expansive since he jumped into the race and inevitably won it for president in 2016? It's all about cult of personality and, and yeah. the qualities of, of, of a strong willed leader uh, for the weak minded. People just want a king. Everybody, everyone needs a hero. And just because you need a king doesn't mean that the king needs to, to rule a whole country. Mm-mm. And that's the, that's, the, that's, the, that's the idea behind Liechtenstein is that there's a king, yes, but he has mm-hmm. no legitimate power. It's like, it's like the king and queen. Of, or, uh, it's like the monarchy in England. Yes, mm-hmm. they exist. But they really mm-hmm. legitimately couldn't retroactively activate the power that they had in the past. It's mm-hmm. just the same principle in Japan. They they yeah. have an emperor, but you know, as a, 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 a at the head of the head of the state, but it the, mm-hmm. the emperor doesn't have any power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, exactly. And the, that's the better part. That's almost like. It's somewhat feudalistic, but at the same time, you're giving your serfs more rights to be able to live and be left alone and do their own thing. That's yeah. essentially what Lichten, a place like Liechtenstein is. It's like You can practice your negative rights. You can grow your business. You can have the freedom to move. You can even leave the country. But... Um, you help me, you scratch my back and I'll scratch your back essentially. So, yeah. I mean, if you, if you grow a business in my country and it helps economize my nation, it helps build a, a, a financial revenue stream that enriches my nation, then go ahead and do whatever you damn well please. As long as you're not murdering and raping and killing. I mean, yeah. that's only thing I ask. Don't commit heinous acts on other people but at the same time you're helping me 
and uh, grow the economy of my nation. So you yeah. do what you what you please. You be left alone. Yeah, I mean, even think about it. I think it was Tom Woods that, that said, "There's anarchy between the between the nations. We're not at each other's throats. Every, you know, <laughs> we're not at each other's throats every day, trying mm -hmm. to. You know, we have people who who negotiate deals. We have, you know, backup plans in place, contingency plans in case of there's some kind of crisis. You don't. Mm -hmm. It's, it, you know, there's you a, as an officer. There's a crisis right now." There's yeah. a nuclear war crisis right now. What's the contingency plan there, President Biden? <laughs> well, look, if President Biden can be in power, oh, that means we don't me. need. If he's as incompetent as we have as as he is, and we don't have people in, you know attacking us left and right, I think we'll be okay without a president. Without an with an act without a centralized or centralized actor to launch wars. Mm -hmm. So are you saying that we should go back to the Articles Confederation? We had I mean, no president. Start. I mean, there was a president. It was sort of like more of a prime minister in the House of Commons over in England. It was we had a bicameral or no, actually it was unicameral. We had a unicameral Congress with a with a. a president of congress and they had no real centralized power yeah they did nothing the states well see yeah. uh, they set up a roadmap and it was too expensive for them to wait it out so they yeah. centralized yeah. and took direct power yeah i mean they, they had to at one end they kind of had to back then because the the government was so indebted to france for financing the war that uh, they needed to figure out something and they had they didn't have the ability to tax and they were not strong for the states to unify under in unison accept them as the central authority so um, you had anarchy meaning that you had relationships between the states but they didn't really give a shit what was going on in Philadelphia at the time, which is yeah. where the Articles of Confederation Continental Congress was convened at. So, and I think yeah. it moved around actually. So it may not have been in, at in Philadelphia at the time. Now, don't don't get me wrong. There were issues with the Articles, especially depending on how powerful a state government was upon its people. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So you had what is known as Shays Rebellion. That occurred in 1782 or 83, a rebellion of, of farmers who many of them and Shea himself were, they fought, they fought in the Revolutionary War. So they were military veterans that fought for, for the freedom of, of taxation without representation, right? To be able to be mm -hmm. represented, represented by my government before they can have the ability to tax me. And yet, they weren't truly represented, and the state government of Massachusetts wanted to force the farmers who really had nothing to contribute um, unless you just completely decimate their entire their way of life to, to come into your communalism. Um, so they taxed the, they, they tax the farmers, pissed off a bunch of farmers, and, and this guy named Shea 
um, led a led a, uh, a riot, a protest that turned into riot, that turned into open rebellion, and the state militia of Massachusetts was not able to convene very quickly. And I believe it yeah. lasted literally for like two and a half years before they finally quelled the rebellion. So that basically sent word to the Continental Congress and like, oh, shit, um, we need to centralize so this doesn't happen again. Jokes on them, it happened again in 1792 when the federal government attempted to tax whiskey, which actually... Uh, which actually the outlier here is it it hurt the farmers of western Pennsylvania who got up up upright and, and loose and wanted to rebel against the government and say no 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 fuck you you ain't you ain't taking what we don't have our way of life realistically is I mean the whiskey we trade in order to get goods that's why we make yeah. it I mean yeah. so that's one aspect the whiskey the 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 alcohol that most of these farmers distilled and made was their currency. Yeah. It was a barter system. And so now you're going to take, you're going to do all this. Well, open rebellion. What did the United States do? Well, the, the, the one and only time the United States, the one time and final time the United States had a president lead open in open conflict, lead a militia unit to quell a rebellion. George Washington himself led it, which actually is kind of admirable in a sense because leadership, but it's still disgusting. But the president of the United States led himself, led a group of Pennsylvania and I think Virginia militia to quell uh, the rebellion in Western Pennsylvania. Or actually, I think it, it, at this point it led into Philadelphia. And uh, yeah. and then uh, that's where you get moonshine because the whiskey tax continued on and you had the government force a black market. Yeah. <laughs> so and that's what those farmers did. Those farmers ended up nomadically moving into the black market. Transmigrating. Yep. They got to transmigrate somehow. Yeah. I mean, think about it this way. Okay. Bird born in a cage thinks flying is an illness. People had a taste of freedom where the government couldn't tell them what to do. And once they started telling mm -hmm. them what to do, grandfathering their rights, mm -hmm. they weren't the very happy rights. about it. They went from we have no rights to unlimited rights to uh, we're starting to slow down on what rights we have. Mm -hmm. And the government can only do that if it controls the money supply. If there's a decentralization mm -hmm. of the money supply where there's no one direct uh, source for them to tap and manipulate and to drug, mm -hmm. they won't be able to do what they're doing now. They won't mm -hmm. be able to, to, to go and shape the narrative of, you know, the, uh, through the Department of Homeland Security with social media groups like Twitter and Facebook and Yahoo, you know. Mm -hmm. If you want freedom, you have to dissolve the, the state's connection to the money supply. That and means it's going to be danger. For it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have to be the, the responsible one. Because yeah. that's all freedom is. Freedom is literally just responsibility. And when you don't want to, when you no longer want to be responsible for yourself and for those around you, and just you you lose it because at that point you're you're just a, a worthless 
tick that just yeah. sucks blood and you were created. I mean, it's not your fault. I mean, it's, I mean, you, you were molded into that, into thinking that your rights are grandfathered by the government in, in the, in the, in the sense that the government gives you those rights. Well, the government doesn't give you shit. The government only takes away. It's not just the government. It's, it's the idea and, and, and whole is that yeah. I don't like what, a is uh, A is doing so. I'm going to hire B to enforce laws on C. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there's a there's a there's an image from Lysander's Moon talking about that. That's not rights enforcement. That's censorship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, those those people behind you, they yeah. don't look very free. No, they look like they're mesmerized to their dear cult leader. That's in front of them. You don't talk bad. You don't talk shade about Genkai. Uh, speaking of but, talking shade about Genkai, um, <laughs> just go to our sponsor shop so she can give Zach a lesson and we'll be back in just a minute. Nothing is true. Everything is permitted. We work in the dark to serve the light. We are anarchists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. We were talking earlier about how nomadic capitalism is good, goody two two, goody two shoe style, going where you treat the best. Mm-hmm. But really, is it right for them to grandfather our privacy? I mean, different companies do so all the time. The government obviously does, especially with the Department of Homeland Security snooping in and working alongside these social media networks and the mm. FBI enticing and entitling the information that are is ours. I mean, don't get me wrong. Everything, for the most part, is public. They put out there, but yeah. your data points should never be dragged about and it yeah. should never be used against you even if it is public it should never be used against you unless you are in violation of an actual crime and like, that crime is still subjective exactly exactly so what what do you what do you think what would be the better uh output output or yeah what would be the better outcome in the social media sphere to uh branch away from government snooping, corporate tagging, um, and the just invasion of our negative privacy rights, period. I think a uh, good starting point for something like that is the open source community because the way that open source is designed and, and registered and everything, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's designed as free speech. So... Mm-hmm. In order, in order for them to enforce what they say is pollution, they would have mm-hmm. to censor free speech. Mm-hmm. And I think a big part of that, like, a, like I was starting to say, is with like the, with like Monero and with Zcash, mm-hmm. Bitcoin Core, Bitcoin Cash. You know, mm-hmm. they're working on on ways to make Bitcoin Core anonymous. Yeah, I mean. And, I think, you know, if it's illegal 
objectively, like they're they're they intention they're intentionally breaking the law mm-hmm. to push back because they're they want to underthrow, not overthrow, underthrow the government mm-hmm. so that people can protect their rights without having to do direct conflict mm-hmm. and to act on their their rights as they see fit. Mm-hmm. I think that that's some pretty big progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, that's that's basically you hit it right there. I mean, underthrowing the government. I yeah. mean, there you basically put them back them in a corner with their own laws because yeah. not all not all laws are just. Just like not all people are just. And I mean, just because you have this law that says this, like I don't know. Let's take uh. Let's take marijuana, for example, uh, since it's being decentralized and decriminalized uh, on a state level. And I mean, that's another that's an example of underthrowing the government, the federal government. States are taking back what what rights that they have as a state to uh, to circumnavigate their own uh, idea of law and what they perceive. Sh- uh, should be criminal and what and what shouldn't be criminal. Yeah. Uh, same thing with with abortion too, but that's another issue that's sticky and I don't want to get into it. But I mean, like I mean, marijuana, victimless for the most part. It's just a plant um, that you can get high off of. Uh, you can you can use the 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 main source chemical ingredient. Uh, and just anything to get high off of. It's yeah. it's no different from alcohol. Um, and the regulatory process of alcohol is, for the most part, decentralized. So why not decentralize the issue of weed? Because the only time that it's you know, it's actually probably better uh, than alcohol in one parameter because alcohol. Um, suppresses the nervous system to the certain to uh, a worse scenario to where you have people doing stupid things like you know get behind a a large three ton vehicle a car and driving it when they can't see or hear or concentrate because their nervous system is suppressed from that alcohol. And so things can happen that harm other people, and including yourself. I mean, if, if something happens to you, then I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not empathetic uh, or sympathetic on the matter that you got behind the wheel and you killed yourself. Uh, but if you harm somebody else, that's a crime because you harm somebody else. Um, but why not? I mean, we, 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 re- we can regulate the consumption and the possession and the purchasing of alcohol why can't people be able to consent uh consenting adults in a regular in a normal market be able to go out and procure marijuana i mean in the worst case scenario with that is you're probably you'll smoke a joint uh eat a bag of chips and pass out on the couch playing cheetos three Cheetos. cheetos Or Cheetos, or Cheetos. I mean, and, and even if you get behind the wheel, I mean, you'll be going so fucking slow because you're so fucking paranoid that you probably 
I don't, well, you might get rear-ended by an asshole that's just in a hurry, so don't get behind yeah. the wheel. Yeah. So, I mean, indifferent of what Wrong we made. What indifferent of what we may feel about something like marijuana, it doesn't sense the fact that it exists and people smoke it every day. Exactly. And, I mean, it, it. You can go with that on with any drug. I mean, yeah, heroin. People get a hold of it. I mean, no matter what. I mean, at one point, heroin and drugs like heroin and cocaine, which come from natural plants, and in, in its natural form, they can <clears throat> they can both be um they can both be pain relievers um just in its natural form of of the plant or grinding it down into a paste um and uh and then they can also be recreational for stupid people that want to just escape um but heroin was created as a painkiller drug as it was refined down from the poppy plant back in like the 1860s to try to find a because morphine was actually already in production um, to try to find another cheaper and easier way to bring about pain relief for civil war veterans that had suffered heinous wounds and amputations from the largest conflict of destruction in this, in this country's sword history. And yeah. then, I mean, cocaine at one point was, uh, was I think, literally a stomach ailment drug. It would be refined down from plant to paste and then mixed in with like a liquid, almost like a cough syrup. I mean, yeah. to, uh, to help people with ailments in their stomach and, and all that. And I think also like a cough suppressant, something like that. I don't, I'm, yeah. I'm I don't know the whole specifics of it all i'd have to look more into it but i mean they were they were legal drugs yeah. promoted as a legal drug for medical purposes and then all of a sudden they're not <laughs> yeah because they needed somebody to to be the boogeyman mm -hmm. they needed to yeah. justify their existence just because there's something's happened that they didn't like or that other people didn't like and they thought i, I can campaign on this Mm -hmm. And well, no matter like, what the yeah. yeah, no matter what the issue, the pollution mm -hmm. always wins in the end. The mm -hmm. war on drugs, the war on alcohol, you know, mm -hmm. the, the war, war on poverty. porn. It always the government, the, the state, the system, the centralization always loses in the end because the people say, Epstein. yeah. <laughs> Epstein didn't kill himself. He, he uninstalled himself a, like he, John McAfee. Yeah. He was he was murdered by a global elite that wanted to keep the secrets of their sick pedophilic sexual fantasies in the closet. Mm. Conspiracy corner. All right, let's get out of the conspiracy corner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we all we all know the we all know the wood chipper story in this end. So <laughs> Anyways, it ends with a hidden blade to the throat. You can't stop violence. You can't. You can't stop drugs. You can't stop alcohol. You can't stop porn. It's mm -hmm. it's always going to come out in the end. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and the best yeah. thing you can do is is try to shape the direction so that it doesn't come near you. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, someone has to have a black eye, and that's why divorce is so important. Mm-hmm. And that's putting everybody on this, trying to force everybody to be on the same stage using the same money mm-hmm. supply, and not expecting that there's not going to be some kind of campaign to censor pollution. It's, it just won't work. It doesn't work that way. You can't you can't censor pollution. It's no. I mean no different. You can from, only strain it. Yeah, no different from industrialized economies. You you can't get rid of what pollutants we we put into the air or our companies put into the air or into the water supply. But what you can do is you can uh, work within the market to mitigate that in order to make it less worse than what it has been. Yeah. Regulation makes everything worse, whether it's the censorship of expression, uh, the censorship of words, the, the censorship, it, it, it all comes down to expression, the cen- but the censorship of, of industrialization, I mean, the, the censorship of anything, it all comes, it, it, when you try to enforce something, you're always going to fail in the long run because nobody can enforce it. Yeah. And when you enforce one segment of of society from from doing something that they supposedly can't, then you're going to allow another segment to do it. It's yeah. taking from it's taken from it's sort of like excuse me while I fix that. It's sort That's of right. like it, it, it's 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 sort of like social security. The the idea is is theft. The, the 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 idea seems good, but in reality, all it is is just taking from a another classification of people, those being younger and working, in order to pay for those in crumb form. They're not getting the extent of of what they probably could get. Uh, with government sanctioned money, but uh, you're 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 having the younger workers of each generation pay for the older and the retiring. Well, why why should that be forced? Why I mean, yeah. we can do that in a voluntary society if you do so wish. Um, we don't have to be forced to help the older. That that gives leadway for the younger generation because they're not being stolen from to provide such entitlements to work out their own investment and actually be able to invest. Well, yeah, what I was saying was like, yeah, why, why not allow the, why not, why do we have to live within a system of theft where we are guaranteeing the rights of others because another portion of society is being robbed. So yeah. If we take away that concept, that culture, and we uh, and we don't centralize the the social pollution of grandfathering, then it allows for a younger generation to be absent of a theft mechanism like Social Security to be able to work and and save and and have the opportunity to even invest in the options for their own future for when they're aging and elderly and retired and then it also opens up the opportunity for 
most people, because most people are good and most people want to help their families, um, to voluntarily support the elderly aging and retire of this generation. Yeah. Theft does not work. Extortion doesn't work. And enforcement of positive law to eliminate negative rights does not work. It only makes matters worse. Yeah. You can. Uh, politicians, market rights like Social Security and like police and like fire protection. And in order to pay for that, they they have to borrow from the, from the children that the that they say mm-hmm. they're protecting. When it used to be that people would start working when they're eight nine on the farm, or they it didn't have to be the farm. It could, it could be any number of jobs. My great grandpa worked uh, worked on a railroad track, right? And mm-hmm. when you're working that early, you understand the value of the time that you're putting into the work, and that translates into your future that you're more conservative with your resources. If you mm-hmm. make people wait to work until they're 20 and, you know, they're finding themselves in their twenties and okay, well maybe I'll have this career in my thirties. By the time they're 40, they're basically caught up with somebody who was like 15, 16, 17, 18 uh, maturity wise. Mm-hmm. So, by saying that people can't work at a certain age by sitting an artificial limit, you're making it, you're delaying the maturity of the, of the society in general and whole. So what you're saying is we should, we should repeal child labor laws? I'm saying that if you want to be independent, you should work for what you want to do. You should, you should be expected to taken care of you know, mm-hmm. for your entire life. And that's a, mm-hmm. a big problem today. Mm-hmm. And that's if you, that goes to why we're doing this podcast. Yeah. This is this is our avenue. This is what we cho- we're choosing to do. We yeah. we finally find our needs. So we're working at something. And that's what people need to learn. It's like you just need to find whatever your niche is and you just it takes hard work. It doesn't have to be laborious. Some some hard work is labor. And, and and very physical and, and some is more emotionally and, and mentally demanding. Yeah. I mean, it's all hard work in the in the long run. It doesn't matter what you do. I mean, you could you could uh I don't know, you could send out emails for for work the rest of your life or or you can work on carburetors. It doesn't yeah. matter. Like is if as long as you put in the time and the effort into something and you like what you do, then that's good. And there, you can start it. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, I was I was just gonna say you can start that at in at any age. Yeah. I mean there's people I've known that have didn't have a car and stuff like that, and they were living in an apartment. They were just removing staples from medical paperwork. Mm-hmm. For ten dollars an hour until they got got back on their feet, it it it's not have to be direct physical labor like you said, mm-hmm. but it's the, can... it's it's the understanding of why it's, your work is important and what what you can build with the time that you have on in your life. Mm-hmm. 
in, instead of just going from a little mini project A, a little mini project B, if you can set roadmaps and, and milestones, you can really make a lot of progress to your life. Mm -hmm. It all goes back to Carl Jung. You, only you can make uh, make life meaningful. Yeah. It's not his full quote, but that's that's simply put. That's actually how yeah. he portrayed his, his own teachings and his own studies his entire life. I mean, yep. through the psychological or the psychology realm. I mean, yep. he came, he took the Freudian element of the ego and the superego and the id and what it, what it surprises, what it surmises within us subconsciously. And he understood, he began to understand that we are what we make it. I mean, you can only live a life that you bring meaning to yourself so yeah that's that's the mere being is is not life it's it's finding the meaning within just being yeah it's work and, and that's you know that goes back to ethic systems there's multiple different schools of ethics there's greco-roman and it you know there's judeo-christian yeah. just to say damn to this nope. too because we've talked about those before it's all about how you manage your emotions. If mm -hmm. you're if it if you don't think objectively and you just think subjectively, and I I'm not going to suffer the consequences for for the way I treat the people, you know, it's it's kind of like the difference between psychology and economics. You know, mm -hmm. psychology is a study of what I'm thinking inside, and then economics is a study of purposeful action praxeology versus psychology mm -hmm. they're totally different fields mm -hmm. but they can still borrow from one another yeah yeah and that, so. that's that's what you have to do sometimes you got to borrow yeah i mean but you don't gotta you don't have to rob peter paul i mean yeah. you just you can ask peter nicely hey can i borrow this and then maybe peter turns around and says Sure, can do. And then next thing you know, um, you you build a relationship. Yeah. And that's that's wanna... what it, that's what yeah that's what economics needs to do with psychology. It needs to build a relationship because they go coincide with each other. Yeah. They go very. They are very, very similar, yet very very different. It's the difference between the Austrian school, the Chicago school, you know, the egoist school the Georgian school, they all have different perspectives, but they can still learn and find confluence and divergence with one another. Mm -hmm. It just depends and, on what uh, you want to do with your life. Mm -hmm. And egoism, the egoist school is, in my opinion, quite, quite similar and very closely resembled to Austrian, the Austrian school. Yeah. They kind of go hand in hand, but they're different. I mean, and that's okay. We're all individuals, right? We we have different personalities. As a human being, we have different mindsets. We have different personalities. We think differently. We exact our emotions differently. I mean, maybe when I'm happy, I I get excited and start freaking out in joy. And maybe when you're happy, you're more calm, cool, collected, and and shed a tear of joy. I don't know. But the fact of the matter is, is we react differently within our emotions. Yeah. 
Or maybe when I'm angry, I, I slam my fist through a wall. When you're angry, you yell, fuck, <laughs> and then sit down. So well, this we're is all different. Demonetized on yeah. YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're not monetized. <laughs> we'll never be monetized. We're, we're, we're too radical. We're, radical. We're, ra- we're radical decentralists. Yeah. Who want to sense who want to centralize our own authority of yeah. ourselves. So, but uh, but yeah, that's that's basically it. Like individuals are different upon uh, upon our own selves, but we need to take our differences of each other individually, and then we need to gravitate towards cooperating. We don't have to assume that we're all human beings and we all need to be in this nice little kosher commune and I mean, we don't need to be the same. We just need to be, we need to be different cooperating for the same goal, which is to live life, be left alone and be successful in whatever that regard is. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes we can't help it if we have to be bad neighbors, but if you have to be a bad neighbor, you have to have a reason why you were a bad neighbor. Otherwise, it's, it just didn't work out. You, you, you're going to find yourself in a private McJail, an anarcho-capitalist on land. So Yeah, Home, Home Depot presents the police, yeah. motherfucker. So you're under, <laughs> yeah, Subway Eat Fresh Freeze, bitch. <sighs> now, let me, let me get my Yo Play, my Yo Play yogurt uh, cuffs, handcuffs out. All right, sir. Uh, that'll be four hundred and fifty dollars for your arrest. Uh, can you? Uh, can you? How are you going to pay this? PayPal, uh, Visa, Mastercard, Bitcoin, none Bitcoin that, Cash. None of that I prefer Bitcoin Cash. <laughs> none of that inflated fee out of crap. Bitcoin Cash, it is. All right, slide here. Okay. Yeah. All right, you're under arrest for the charge of stealing three bitcoins. The ultimate. You're going. It's a little fun. You're, you're going to McJail, son of you, son of a gun. Well, you know, I could just work my work my two service hours, and I think I'll be okay. Oh no, no. Hey, I'm for working for that government. I'm working yeah, for that for government that job. Talk, you just, you just earned yourself four and a half hours of service. Okay. <laughs> but no, seriously. It's all about trying to be the best neighbor you can be, right? Mm-hmm. People just think that think about things differently. People have visceral, negative, emotional reactions all the time. Mm-hmm. It's trying to find find the balance to keep the peace, and I think that's what a big part of libertarianism is all is all about. Uh, Ludwig von Mises is the ultimate goal of liberalism: is the peaceful cooperation of all men. Mm-hmm. Now I might have uh, tainted that last part of the quote, but this is basically what he said. And also, that's very anarchist of such a socially liberal man. Yeah, <laughs> he was a classical liberal, but I mean, he was practically an anarchist He's to a certain the last extent. Night of li- the last night of libertarian, mm-hmm. the last he, night he of liberalism. Was. So. Yeah, man, and and he he explains that with economics too, and and what capitalism is. Capitalism mm. is anarchic, but at the same time, it's very democratic. 
And yeah. I mean, democracy is a, a good tool to utilize when applied to economics yeah. because consumer choice of the production of thy means that I'm innovating and creating to give you. But democracy is just a really slow pitch version of drug production. Mm -hmm. You're not, it may be popular right now, but you're going to be feeling the effects of it later. Just like communism. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and yeah, like, like democracy is great when applied towards the notion of, as I just said, economics, but yeah. as a political tool, it fails miserably because it leads into what well, we just talked about earlier. It, it leads to what the people as a collective, when they're not thinking clearly, want. And that is a king. Because that's yeah. inevitably what democracy leads to, whether it's indirect or direct. I don't care if it's, I mean, I, I, I love the argument like and like you get on Twitter and, and you see some some liberal Democrat yell, oh, we need to save our democracy. And then you have this conservative Republican dumbass feeling like, well, good thing I live in a Repub constitutional republic. Like you live in a democracy, dumbass. It's yeah. a republic, direct democracy, republic, republicanism, same fucking difference. It's the yeah. only difference is, is you in a, re in a republic elect your officials that will vote vote on your behalf to rob your neighbor. Hmm. This is like a, and, and, a conversation we had with Tho Bishop earlier on Twitter. It's the the difference here is do you are you pronomium or anti antinomian? Hmm. And like you like how you put it is like I was trying to explain it. How do you stop put a fire with a fire without burning yourself? Mm-hmm. How do you, you know? How do you stop? How do you put out a fire without burning your burning yourself? Well, it's it's inevitable. Use, yeah, usually you use a, you use a fire uh, to mm -hmm. counter to counter the production of more fire, but mm -hmm. it's still creating fire. Exactly, mm -hmm. it's still creating fire. I mean, unless you're talking about a small fire, but we're not talking about a small fire. Small fire is yeah. easy. I get out my fire extinguisher, stand about a few feet away, angle it, pull the key, press the lever, and spray it, and the, the small fire's out. I'm not, I'm yeah. not harmed. But if it's a large fire, you're you're getting burnt. It, I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter. I mean, you can you can try your best to to run in and and save as many people as you possibly can, but I mean, inevitably, you're 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 gonna feel the effect of it you're going to yeah. feel the effects of the smoke uh, in inhalation in yourself they're going to and and uh and somebody's getting burned because yeah. it's fire <laughs> it's heat and that's ex that's essentially what what uh, uh democratic principles on a political scale especially is it's running into a fire to save as many people as you possibly can and you all get burnt in the process you miss one person to save you are you come out with the effects of smoke inhalation and and have asthma for the rest of your life or whatever and uh and and the person you were able to save has third degree burns 
Yeah. At least you saved them, right? Yeah, but at a cost. But uh, yeah, at a cost. I mean, and and maybe that there's person. Always, there's always a cost when you try to when you try to influence the direction. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's better to let the direction go on its own, mm -hmm. and it'll burn itself out. Yeah, and and if people are harmed in that process, I mean, it happens. But I mean, maybe you save, maybe you running in and saving that one person who now has third degree burns. Maybe maybe who you didn't save that is dead in the fire was their kid. Yeah. Well, like, well, what was what was the point of that? They're now suffering physically while also going to be in emotional distress. I would, I, I would, I would imagine they they kill themselves down the road because yeah. the guilt and the knowledge that their kid is dead and they weren't saved is going to be disheartening. Yeah. So perhaps you allow the course to be set instead of attempting to play God. Yeah. And that's what democracy is. It's the attempt of playing God. Yeah. It's to navigate circumstances that are out of your control. Just in order, it's, it's a fantasy. It's, it's all it is. It's, it's an illusion. It's denial. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not accepting reality. It's, it's fear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. It is fear. And they're like, you, uh, you look at this this element of like we're heading into election season, yeah. and this is why you and me, being very apolitically uh, endeavored, very anti-politic, um, despise politics and and yeah. what it brings and what it doesn't bring. Really, realistically, the only thing it brings is division and incompetence. And to see many a libertarian. Um, endorse uh, national conservatives or whatever the fuck you want to call them um, because they they have this this very brilliant notion surrounding towards what libertarians are more are revered in uh, like a Blake Masters I mean it's it's sad that that's where the partyarchy comes about because a politician is a is a is the classic grifter it's somebody yeah. who utilizes the mechanism of the political wavelength to establish a base to get into power and so i'd like to say well maybe blank masters down in arizona could post could possibly be a a, a great savior in the senate but why i mean why would i why would i subject myself to such a fantasy that I do not know. You don't know the future. I don't know the future. And he could be utilizing this whole, he could be well-read and, and Rothbard and Mises and Hoppe and all this, but he, he, he's a, he's an America first guy. He's a Republican. And we know the history of the political parties and we know the history of, of what politics does. And we know the division that it causes and it's a tool of the state. I mean, it's no different from somebody being a, a conservative Democrat in a in a in a day and age where they're mostly liberals and moderates. And and 
they're just utilizing that conservative mentality to gain the votes of those who would typically vote Republican. And then the next thing you know, they're voting along party lines. They're a Democrat. Yeah. It's no different from vote, a libertarian voting for a Republican that looks like looks like on the outside, very liberty minded, but then all of a sudden they're going to vote along party lines. And next thing you know, yeah. 30, 35, 40 billion more dollars goes to Ukraine. Another $30 billion gets printed for stimulus and more grandfathered rights end up being created. Yeah. And that is why it's time to transmigrate away from things that don't work. Yeah. Just because you can get a divorce doesn't mean it's going to be peaceful. Just because uh, they have a black eye doesn't mean they're gonna they're gonna hate you. But sometimes you have to do what's right in the moment for the for the for the 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 goal that you're looking for to continue moving forward. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that there aren't you know consequences that you're not aware of because you're emotionally involved in in a story or a narrative, mm-hmm. but. That's always the future that that things can be worked out. Mm-hmm. So. And that is why I wear my hood up right now, because it's black, and this is why it's time to burn every colored flag all across the world and mm-hmm. wave the flag that comes in many shapes and sizes, the black flag. Because be- individuality is what brings about success individual within community is what brings the success yeah there could be no criminal intent in resisting and inju- resisting injustice like sanders mm-hmm. spinner but also think, right now think of like think of vikings as well yeah right now we got a plug hunter biden's crack house you can hit us up on twitter and uh, comment on YouTube, subscribe on all other platforms, and uh, we'll see you later. Anchor.fm slash buck, uh, Buckeye underscore Zach. Look at him and, plugging. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even have to do anything anymore. I'm just going to sit back and relax. Oh, no, no, no. I, I just figured, you know, I, I, I got to put I gotta put that information out there, too. Mm-hmm. So. Yep, yep. So just just remember, when you go to Hunter Biden's crack house to learn to become a meme dealer and Hunter Biden's crack dealer, uh, check out that Bitcoin Cash uh, wallet link and donate in Bitcoin yeah. Cash form because uh, fuck the government. Uh, and uh, and then, like like you said, he said anchor.fm slash Buckeye dash Zach. He made Sorry, a my bad. It's not underscored. It'll be in the show notes of all of our platforms. You can donate in fiat and uh, help Ugh. us out. Because if you help us out, crypto or fiat, we help you out by expanding this thing and making it mm-hmm. a lot better. And try to get other avenues to to stream out for to to get you. So yeah. that's what that's what we want to do. We want to yeah. be able to expand this so we can give back 
besides a podcast every week. So, and that's the brilliance of it. I mean, I'm not in. I'm not in it to. I'm in it to start a community and a movement. I'm not in it to monopolize my time to let you listen to me. I'm gonna give you a shirt that says Lysander Spooner or has Lysander Spooner's face on it with some P coming out of it onto a constitution because yeah. constitution and no authority. I hate communism. <laughs> yeah. And that was, just that was the fun. first document. So yeah. That's, that's it. gonna be yeah. a, that's gonna I'm just here to have fun. I was gonna say on the shirt. <laughs> I'm just here to have fun. Uh, what other ideas what other ideas why don't you why don't you give uh, mm. give some ideas in the comments and then uh, we can have a layout of what we can get you for yeah. t-shirts or mugs or hoodies or shoes pair of, pair of Yeezys that, that yeah. says no constitution of uh, constitution of no authority I'm sure Kanye yeah. wouldn't like that excuse me yeah. I've been talking to Ye on the side all the time you know he, he's getting woke is he woke uh, or are we woke? Uh, he's Who are broke. the real woke? So are we. He broke. But no, seriously, who's who's the real woke? Who's the, the real wheel. woke? Because what does woke? What does woke <laughs> actually actually mean? Well, <laughs> most people that that are supposed. Well, the, so, well, the real most woke motherfuckers, are, please stand up. Eminem stands up. I've been woke since the day I was the first white rapper to go mainstream. Mm. Talking like that. He's talking like he's from, from the country now. Howdy. I'm the We're real the trail Slim Shady. We like it that way. I'm the real Slim <laughs> Well, I mean, white trash live in tra trailer parks. Actually, some upstanding people live in trailers, too. Not really trailer mm. parks, though. Yeah. More like trailer communities. Trailer parks. Mm. Well, we want to live Let's in a community, say, don't we? Yeah. Or do we want to live in yeah, a society? I, uh, I would rather live with my McMansion up on the hill next to my beachside property that I, I commandeer. Climate change. <laughs> well, I'd rather have a, a castle on the side of the highway. So, People can look up as they're driving by out in, the, out in the old west, up on a hill somewhere. Hmm. But until hmm. that time, sounds thanks like, for watching. Sounds like Johnny's really Toys. Hey, I love Johnny's Toys. Don't ever mock Johnny's Toys. I got a, I got a, I got a key. I got they in the still mail, have I got the, the castle, mail. dude. I know. But until next time, no, thanks for watching with us. Well, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. What was that? This is the legacy, right? I am yeah. Buck Isaac. He is Andrew Joseph. There's your sound off. Take off and hail the big green frog, Pepe. And Kapistan, bitch. Peace.